I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 21 of Me When I'm Free. Who is this me when I'm free? And why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling. And to this moment, right now, still on the journey and inviting you to join me. If it really is true that the glory of God is man or woman fully alive, then it would appear that God would want this even more than we do. But why? Why is this important to him? Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world? These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. We were about five months into the pandemic when I woke up one August morning with anxiety coursing through my body, my heart aching, muscles tightening. It was about 4.30 a.m., but my mind was already racing with worst-case scenarios, parenting fears, and the typical cyclical worries about life in these days of unprecedented crisis. Instead of laying in bed, allowing these anxious thoughts to hover, I opted to get up and head out to my patio, wrapped in a blanket, hoping for some kind of release as I listened to the birds and watched the sun begin to light up the dewy grass. Initially, as I sat in my patio chair, I felt drawn to journaling my thoughts and feelings, hoping that enough analysis would help me drill down to the bottom of them, releasing me from their grip. However, I had just met with Christine, my spiritual director that week, and she had encouraged me to resist the pull toward analyzing in moments like this. She encouraged me to consider practices that engage other senses than just my thoughts. Sometimes, she said, we need to move toward an action that feels counterintuitive in order to find release from our swirling feelings, since what we normally do is often a learned coping mechanism. So while I sat on my patio, sipping my coffee, I remembered a book that I had recently begun reading called The Other Half of Church. I've mentioned it here a couple of times before. It's about brain science and community and the importance of engaging the often neglected relational right brain as we seek transformation. In the book, Michael Hendricks writes a helpful summary about the right brain's purpose. Our right brain governs the whole range of relational life, who we love, our emotional reactions to our surroundings, our ability to calm ourselves, 
and our identity, both as individuals and as a community. The right side manages our strongest relational connections, both to people and to God, and our experience of emotional connectedness to others and character formation. If we want to grow and transform our character into the character of Jesus, we must involve activities that stimulate and develop the right brain. The book describes one particular practice called Joy on Demand that is intended to engage the right brain for the purpose of raising the level of joy in our life. Our brains need fuel to run properly, Michael writes. The fuel that our brains were intended to run on is joy. Most of us have a default emotional state that is not joy. This is not our fault. It was set according to what was happening in our life during infancy. The good news, however, is that we can set our default state to joy with practice. That morning on my patio in the midst of my spiraling anxious thoughts, I decided to engage in this practice. In the practice, I sat with a memory that brings me joy. That day, I chose the memory of the birth of each of my sons, although it can be as simple as a memory of a beautiful sunset. I spent five minutes reliving the moments in my mind with as much detail as possible. And as I did so, tears began to flow as gratitude welled up and a sense of God's delight in each of them and also in my husband and I as his image bearers. As I soaked up the memory, I noticed a physical shift in my body from anxious to relaxed, open, joyful. I was amazed, so amazed that I decided to participate in the 30-day Joy on Demand exercise recommended by the book to sit with a memory of gratitude three times a day for 30 days. Over the course of those 30 days, I noticed that when I returned to a place of anxiety or sadness, I was eager to return to joy again and to take the steps needed to find it. And because of this daily rhythm, the difficult emotions did not have as much power over me. There were difficult moments scattered throughout the month, but I was able to stay grounded rather than returning to spiraling thoughts. Not only that, but I felt a shift even in my relationships, a desire to be in relationship with people from a place of gratitude, fully present. And ultimately, my sense of Christ's nearness in those moments was the greatest gift of that month. As Anne Voskamp writes in her book about gratitude, 1,000 Gifts, all gratitude is ultimately gratitude for Christ, all remembering a remembrance of Him. For in Him, all things were created, are sustained, and have their being. Thus, Christ is all there is to give thanks for. Christ is all there is to remember. To know how we can count on God, we count graces. 
But ultimately, there is really only one. And so today, friend, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one. I'd like to invite you to join me in your own practice of this joy exercise. To begin, stop for a few moments to think of three or four possible memories that you could engage with. They can be big, like a life event, or small, like a walk on the beach. If the memory includes a sense of Jesus' nearness, that's wonderful. But what matters most is that it is a memory that stirs up joy. Consider pausing the podcast for a few minutes to make a list of these memories and then give each of them a name like sunset on vacation. And question two. I'd like to take the next few minutes to enjoy this exercise together. I will lead us through the practice, inviting you to savor the memory as you slowly and carefully relive it. First, from your list of memories, select one that you think would be meaningful. Then, Find a comfortable space to sit back and relax. Take a deep breath, releasing any tensions of the day. Next, I want to invite you to return to this memory in your mind imagining it as if you were there. I will give you a few moments now just to stir up appreciation for as many details that you can remember. The sights, the sounds, the smell, even the taste, if appropriate. If you need to pause the podcast to give yourself more time to soak in the moment, feel free. Finally, as you end this exercise, simply take note of anything that has shifted for you. Do you feel lighter, more relaxed, peaceful, even joyful? Simply note how this exercise has impacted you both emotionally and physically. Then would you take a moment to reflect with me, maybe even journal Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, it's hard to imagine sometimes 
what it feels like to overflow with hope. But like the Apostle Paul, it is our desire to make space for you to fill us with all joy and peace. Would you help us find the rhythms and practices that will enable us to partner with your Holy Spirit in our transformation? And would you fill us with joy as we rehearse your goodness? It is in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week, you can find me at Kaylee Errett on Facebook and Instagram or at KayleeArrett.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.